0: I'm Dawn. And I'm Tracy. And we are real women. So, hello, Dawn. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Yes. Excellent. So, today's episode, I'm really looking forward to because I love it when we bring something practical that people can go and run with. And today uh, is another one in the series of your book. Uh, And the uh, the first book of a series of five is The Indomitable Spirit from the series The Glory of Being Ordinary. And today it's all about that book writing process. So if you've ever had an indomitable spirit that wants to go and write a book... Dawn's going to share the things she learned in writing her own. And I know that she's gone against the normal grain. So there's going to be some great little tips in this one. So Dawn.
1: So um, the first thing, let's just do a quick tick list. The very first helpful thing would be to really know who you're writing it for and why you're writing it actually no the first question is why are you writing it why so where that's important and there'll be different answers to this in my case I started by writing it for myself it was just something I felt like a hypocrite I inspire people and I hadn't done my thing that I really want to do so I wrote it for myself um other people will be doing it because they've got um you know my friend Caroline Walton she's she's written a series of books which is like a martial arts version of harry potter of this little boy she'd got a concept she'd got a story you know uh, it, it, it wasn't a practical book it's, it's a story book for children so why are you writing it um if you're writing it to make money uh, you need some expectations managed there. However, one of the other main reasons that people write books is to have it uh, in, their, in their work as a lead generator. So uh, in in your case, for example, you're in property, you may want to write all of your thoughts down about property in a book. Um, but actually, that would be a great compliment to your business because then you would use that to generate leads into the other things that you do in property. So why are you writing it? Why? Um, the second thing where I right royally messed it up, <laughs> <laughs> I really felt the bloody pain back end. I can't even begin to tell you about this. Tears, snot, temper tantrums, the whole whiskey, everything. <laughs> like, who are you writing it for? so it turns out that even someone like me who was writing it for myself actually i was writing it for other people to read too where the mistake that and this is classic business tracy we know this rule to have that specific avatar so my specific avatar which is really shit from a marketing point of view is i was just writing it for ordinary people what the fuck does that mean right can you imagine Poor Heidi, when it came to my copy, she's like, it, it was impossible. So it would it's easy to do that if you're writing it as a lead generator because you already know who your target market is, but be very clear about who you're talking to. A friend of mine, Stephen Rowan, uh, you know Stephen Yeah, Rowan? I do, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: He's just brought out his, out his book. I read uh, his initial, uh, you know, one of his drafts, and it was, I mean, Stephen's writing style's bloody brilliant i mean he's he's just amazing he hadn't honed in in the in the pages when he first did his first draft he was writing it for coaches and consultants it's a sales book for coaches and consultants what he hadn't quite nailed in his first draft is making that clear in the first few pages that it was for coaches and consultants he's absolutely nailed that like in the you know the the future draft so it's really really uh really important to know who you're talking to now the reason why that is even if it's a storybook which i guess again that's like if you were a sci-fi writer or a children's book writer you know but even then it's like what age is it men is it women is it you know who are you writing it for and in my space that i've got into it's kind of self-help personal development perspective It's, it's about perspective boy i didn't do that and it it, i I would strongly recommend i I mean i've started book two that's about money i've already got my tagline i've already got who i'm writing it for because i won't ever put myself through that scene ever again so first question is why are you writing it second question is who is it for third question is um how much money do you want to make out of it if it's not a lead generator you need to know that and the reason why you need to look at the economics of it is it's not necessarily cheap to do this process particularly not necessarily so so it's good to have a um a budget and and to know what what can be where's your return on investment (laughs) etc excuse me the next thing that i would say to you is don't overthink it just do it because writing is a creative process and even if you're doing it for a practical reason for example for a lead generator for your business you're connecting with other human beings via words and there has to be some emotional connection there so it it has to include some heartfelt it has to there has to be some heartfeltness there and in order to do that with any success, if you were to say to yourself, I'm going to get up every morning and set a target that I'm going to write a thousand words every day between seven and eight, if you woke up groggy and your creative juices aren't flowing, your writing's going to be shit. So rather than rather than put, put that pressure on you, I would relax a little bit and write when your energy is right rather than a predetermined thing so there are two types of writers i think there are people who plot it all out you know plan it all prepare the direction and if your brain is that way brilliant do that if your brain is not that way and you have to do it more like i did which is intuitively go with your thing That's okay. But if you haven't done, ask yourself some of those questions first, um, you will, so in my, the plotters and the planners, they're great, they're good to go at this because they know why they're writing it, who they're writing it for, they've plotted it out, they've got a preparation, a plan, they know it's gonna be 12 chapters and what the chapter headings are, and they've got that journey to guide them through the writing process. Those of us who are more intuitive and we, we do it a different way, the book will still be great. You probably won't, the content won't be affected, but you're going to be absolutely uh, sunked back end of the process when you try and put the rest of the things together. So I would very much recommend that that you, you ask those first questions and have some idea of that. And it also helps you with your writing because... Because when you're writing it, you're using connective language and sentences to talk to that target market. So that's your initial. Uh, And then you write the book, which turns out to be the easy bit. You write the book and then there are certain things that you have to then do. You've got some decisions to make. Um, You can send your manuscript off to an agent who will then, if they accept it, they will send it out to you know traditional publishing houses and somebody might like that and pay you and 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 that's that uh, very very difficult to do not necessary for people who are doing lead generation books that's that that's i wouldn't bother um and then so you can go down the traditional publishing route which is difficult bear in mind people like J K Rowling i think she got I think she, you'll have to fact check this. I can't remember. Uh, I think she got denied like 27 times or load, loads of publishing houses, which I'm laughing my head off because they will be absolutely kicking them. They're, I would have fired an agent.
0: Yeah, it's it's similar in the record industry. When I worked in the record Same. industry, Same. one of the yep. companies I worked for was still kicking themselves decades later. Um, called Decca, they turned the Beatles down.
1: Well, there you go. That was a bit of a, an oversight, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, so going, you know, going down the publishing route is 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 difficult even for those that even for those that get a deal. But so let's the other option and the more common option is self-publishing, but within self-publishing you still have two choices. You learn to typeset and upload and all of that onto Amazon yourself or you pay somebody to do that bit for you if you are going down the route of paying somebody else to do that bit for you there are there are there are there are there's a plethora of choices you've got some really shit bad publishing services they're not publishing houses they're services to publish your book for you they're not giving you a contract Um, I was quoted anything between four and a half and seven and a half grand for that service. All of them bar one. So um, all of them, all of... There was only one of them that were picky and wouldn't publish anybody's book. They want to read it first. That's a good indicator that they're a quality publishing service. That would, you know... Because there's an awful lot of them that will just publish everybody and you'll make 5p. You'll have handed over five grand or, well, you know, that, that actually there's some I now know there are some that do it a little bit cheaper. But I don't think you can get it for more than two and a half, three grand, but right up to kind of seven and eight grand where they take your book, they typeset it, they edit it. They proofread it. They upload it to Amazon, Audible, Kindle, all of that. Um, only one of those publishing houses that I spoke to uh, had the caveat that they don't say yes to everybody. That's a good indicator. Um, there was only one of those companies that... Um, uh, Actually, that it was, you know, Matt Elwell from ECA, yeah. his sales book. It was his publishing house, which was the one that, that was was pickier. I would say that they're probably a good company. There was only one of those companies, which is Chloe Bison. There was only one of those companies that included the marketing. Hers was the only one that did that. That's not to say that the others that I spoke to weren't decent, because actually they probably were. But that, so so this is when I say set a budget, it's like, once you've done your book, if you already know that you're not going to upload it and do all the technical side of publishing it entirely yourself, uh, know who you are choosing. I ended up and I, I don't this is a very unusual situation, but it was totally on brand with my book. I couldn't I just I couldn't not I had to phone the other companies that I liked and, and actually apologize because it wasn't because they were shit. It's just like I couldn't not go with Simone because of how it happened and it was so on brand with my book about ordinary people helping ordinary people and getting on and all of that so Simone is um he's an Italian man he lives in Ireland and he's got a publishing house his main genre of publishing is actually martial arts books so when he first reached out I'm like mm, no it's probably wrong for me because he it, I don't fit into his genre anyway he pushed and pushed and that's fine and I ended up having a conversation with him and it's like everything else that we do, whoever you work with, is it a valued match? Firstly, it was, even though the others, uh, certainly three of those other publishing houses did have a values match with me, but I'm going to have to fork out between four and a half and seven and a half. k. Okay. Simone, he literally, Tracy, he literally said to me, if normal small businesses can't help each other, who can? Like, what more did I need to hear? Exactly. You know right. So his dealio is different, and I loved it. He doesn't charge. So there are these companies out here. Obviously, I only know about Simone and would recommend him, but there must be others. So your other option is find somebody who does it the way Simone does. He doesn't charge you a single penny up front. So if you're you're somebody that doesn't have access to three, four grand, five grand, six grand, seven, if you don't have access to that budget, what the hell do you do? That, um, and, and this is a perfect uh, option. He doesn't take any money from you up front. He didn't do it for my book, but for, for other books, he literally gets sent the Word document. He does the editing. He does the typesetting. He does the proofreading. He's got a designer who designs the book cover. He uploads it for you. And what he does is take a percentage of the profit back end,
0: but you know, I, I love that method because right. that one they're not going to take a book that they don't think is good enough, and right. two you know that they've got your back because they only earn it's money if you're the successful.
1: The yeah, and and so it was. It's really important for me to pronounce that there is that option um, because Tracy, oh, the technical side of Amazon is not as simple as what people would make you, let you believe. Um, But then here's the next thing. So you've got to get a book cover designed. You've got to do the practical things. There's some solutions there. Uh, Please have the book edited. Uh, Honestly, you can't edit it yourself. You can't, uh, you have to have an editor. It's the same way as you can't proofread it yourself. You can't typeset it. Well, you could if you learned it all, but no, don't do it. But here's the big one. And this is indicative of everything. This is indicative of other artists. It's indicative of business services. Without the marketing, it all hinges on the marketing. All of it hinges on the marketing. The success of your book has got nothing to do with how good or bad your book is. Nothing. Nothing. In the same way, if you have got a business, it's got nothing to do with how great your service is. It's the marketing, and this is something that I knew absolutely nothing to do with regards to book marketing. On top of that, mine is a lead generator, so it was. I, I think it's easier to market a lead generator because what you do is you presumably already have a community, and also it's a normal funnel, isn't it? Yeah. You put your adverts out with your book. You funnel the interest in. You sell it for cheapest chips. The other thing is, and it was a conversation with Simone. Mm -hmm. So you see all these Amazon number one bestsellers, there's a trick to it. It's not because they're all great books, although a lot of them are, by the way. Sorry, I don't want to piss on anybody's parade because some of them are great books, but there's a trick to it. You load it onto Amazon and in the first 24 hours, although they they don't ignore you if you sell lots more books after it's been uploaded, but let's say your book's going to be uploaded and it's going to be live in two days time in that first 24 hours your sole life and job depends on spamming everybody in your world and asking them to buy your book because what you've got to remember is amazon is an algorithm yep so so what what that algorithm is looking for are two things lots of lots of purchases in a quick period of time and lots of reviews because that algorithm then goes, oh, this is a good book, but what happens is, and this is also where you need to know the keywords and the categories and all of that. So there are people out there who have been a number one bestseller in Amazon under some obscure uh, category for three and a half minutes, because in that 24 hours, more people bought their book in that category than what anybody did. And and they've got the snapshot of being the Amazon number one well, best that, seller. That's,
0: that's a bit like the podcast world, isn't it? If you, if you get lots of downloads in a certain 24-hour period, you'll go up the rankings and then the next day you'll go back down again. Oh, and right. again, so, that doesn't mean that number one podcasts are crap. They're not. Many of them are brilliant. But equally
1: what it means is, I suspect over the next five years, there's, there's going to be two million five hundred and seventy-three Amazon number one. Like, everybody's a fucking number one bestseller, everybody. And as you know, Tracy, the accolade of that, the the value of that, is going to reduce. It's still different. You know, if you were a Sunday Sunday Times or a New New York bestseller, new, that's different. New York, that's that's the cream of the crop, right? That that it's really hard to do that. But the, the Amazon number one bestseller. And what very often the tactic is, is that you launch it, you sell it for 199, so you make no money. In fact, sometimes that can cost you. Get to status of Amazon number one, and then you can pronounce yourself as an Amazon number one bestseller. And then obviously, if you're, especially if it's a lead generator, that looks great. And I'm not saying don't do that, that's fine. But the question for you will be do you prioritize being an Amazon number one bestseller, or do you prioritize profit? Because you, if you go down the route of the strategy to become Amazon number one bestseller, you're probably going to have to reduce the price and you're making virtually nothing because Amazon obviously take their cut. Yeah. So you might not, you might, might make, if you've reduced your price right down, you might make 70p a book, right? The other way to do it, if you've had to spend some money out and you need to recuperate some of that money um is to get amazon is to order some books from amazon up front and sell them yourself through a paypal link for example and then you get your money you still but you've got to spam everybody which i'm very uncomfortable about because i'm five minutes away from having to do that and i am hate it i i'm I'm gonna have to i'm I'm sweating even talking about the fact that i'm gonna have to create this messenger message and ping it to everybody in my world that i know i hate it but that's the only way to do it Uh, so don't just think right i found writing the books the easy bit i can see why these companies these publishing services companies are solving a genuine problem because well a lot of them include like a 12 month Um, poaching attached to that where they help you write it not everybody needs that but certainly there is an absolute craft to designing a book cover there's an absolute craft to um, a tagline and a blurb and there are some great people so there's a guy I can't remember his name Brian Cohen I think his name is he does something called um, I think it's called Amazon Ad School or something like that, and he does loads of stuff to help people be able to to do that. But do not, do not think for a second that you can get this done without knowing the marketing. It's impossible. You have to nail the marketing. You have to. You have to. That's it.
0: But that. But marketing is sales, and sales is marketing. Because in any industry, if you could be the best kept secret, if you haven't nailed your marketing.
1: And that's, and I now know why artists, be it singers, dancers, writers, painters, drawers, I now know why they're broke. And it's got absolutely nothing to do with talent and everything to do with marketing. Yep. If you are an artist of any description, if you're doing anything creative, your number one thing is to get your head around marketing otherwise you're actively choosing it's not because you didn't get an opportunity and the right person didn't see you and and you know you put your stuff out there you, you've got you you there will be marketing that you need to do yeah even if even if you're you know a dancer or so you know you got to get yourself on social it's market you've got to sell yourself you've got to sell yourself um i'm not i i have a gone through the back end of this so in in maybe six months it might be good then we can catch up and say well what mistakes did we make with marketing but there's little things like there's a million um websites that you can upload your book to and they promote it to their community some of them are paid some of them are free um another trick of the trade is that you uh, find other people in your genre uh, it's really important to have a newsletter or some kind of a nurturing thing with whoever buys your books. What you do then is you can approach other people in your genre, and you do a bit of a swap. You feature in their newsletter or you know whatever it is that you do on email. They feature in yours, and you can tap into each other's um, tap into each other's communities. You've got to beg everybody that you know like, are you my friend? Are you my family? Will you buy my book? But that is only important if you want to go down the Amazon algorithm thing yeah. of becoming a best seller. And I'm not saying that not I'm not saying that, that isn't something that I don't think we should be I don't think anybody should be judged if that's what they want. It's not my main priority, but I absolutely don't think we should judge anybody who wants that. Um but just know what it takes to do it. Uh, the good news is that with the algorithm, it's a twenty-four hour thing, really. So once you, once you've spammed everybody, you don't have to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it, it's the marketing, Tracy. That's that's where it is. Um, so i've I've got somebody to help me build a new website that's just dawnwillock.com, which is separate from my other businesses. On that website, there will be the blurb. There'll be some, you know, copy to uh, d- to identify whether this book's for you and whether we're each other's people. There will be the ability to sign up. Um, to, to I'm going to provide a daily dawn, because uh, each day is a new day. My name's Dawn. It fits. That's great. Um, but because it's about. a because everything that I will write will be about perspective. How nice to get a little daily perspective reminder to jolly you along. What's nice about that as well is when the next books come out, you'll know about it and you can start to build a bit of a community. Um, And then also on my website will be the ability to be able to buy the book direct from me or from Amazon and you can please yourself. So they're the fundamentals. You're going to need some of that stuff. Cool. And if you don't, if you don't have, uh, and even if you go down one of these companies that you, you pay to do your publishing services, they are not going to create a, a website for you. No. They're not gonna They're not gonna brand up your Instagram and your Facebook. They're not going to do any of that. So you're still going to need all of that, and that takes. If you can't do it yourself, that takes a little bit of budget. And if you do do it yourself, please do not do it. The, the thing is, I would say, is just don't do it if you shit.
0: <laughs> because yeah, you need, it doesn't have to be perfect, but you need to know what you're doing to get that out there.
1: You it, so you you might have saved yourself some money from, you know, not paying someone else to do your branding or your your website, which you can get done. There's some brilliant services, some brilliant people, normal people that do these jobs, and they're brilliant. I'm more than happy to put out who I've used. Um, There's some brilliant... But you may be saving a little bit of money on you doing it yourself, but then when people go on your shit website with your shit wording and your shit logo, they're not going to buy it anyway. You might have saved some money up front, but then it's cost you the sales of the book because... and that's
0: it's the same with business isn't it it is there's always an opportunity cost that you will miss certain opportunities if you do things in a different way so you might save money but lose sales all of that lot i've done some fact checking while you've been sharing your experience so jk rowling was turned down by 12 publishing companies before she found the one she wanted. But here's an interesting fact because you spoke at the top about knowing who your audience is. Um, J.K. Rowling is not legally J.K. Rowling. She does oh. not legally have K as her middle initial. Um, the publisher told her that young boys might be less likely to read a book penned by a woman so use initials instead and so K, uh, which stood for her grandmother's name Kathleen was added as initial so it was J.K. Rowling because you don't, you don't necessarily know whether that's male or female and she does ri- write under a male pseudonym as well um, but isn't that interesting that the publisher highlighted who her audience was which was young boys but look who her audience became you know and she did adult versions of the book and they were just different covers same story I've actually got some first editions of the adult adult editions but isn't it amazing that the publishers even highlighted this who is your audience
1: but that this is that this is the clever bit really and it's it's vital and it's important and 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 I have this. We have. The, I bet you do as well with your clients. I have this conversation all the time with my lot. You tell them to pick an audience. It might not be. Yes, there are going to be other people that buy your services. Yeah. You got to pick one first. The main wrangle that I had is is the man woman thing because statistically, men are less likely to purchase from a female. But I think there's a reason for that men tend to be more factual that's tends to be where their brain is women are more emotional so it would make sense i don't think it's a a, a patriarchal a, a, i don't think it's a, a biased thing i think that women women's style of writing more emotionally is less attractive to most men therefore that's the reason so the first thing that I was absolutely, I, I, I cried actually, because it's like, you're gonna have to write for women. I'm like, well, I've written the book now, I haven't written it for women. No, but from a marketing point of view, we've gotta, we're got we gonna target women. Where it killed me, I'm probably in an, I, I did say yes for five and a half minutes, and then I had to change my mind because I couldn't cope. Where I'm probably in, in an unusual situation, and perhaps other people may not be in such a dichotomy. My whole community He's like ninety-seven percent men, so I felt like I was betraying everything that I am and my whole community. Even though they probably won't read my books, they only read martial arts books. I felt like I was betraying them, and it wasn't true. I didn't write it for women, and I am—I'm um, I'm not necessarily as uh, feminine in my style. And I don't think I, th- I th- well certainly in my social media that's all I can go by because I haven't written I, you know I'm written a book before, but men do respond to other ways you know my style of of writing and asking questions. So I I couldn't do that. I could the easiest thing in the world would would have been for me to go yeah let's market it to women and I bet I would have sold an awful lot more had I done that. I've decided not to do that. Call me in three months' time, and I might like, sell my soul and change my mind
0: and then. <laughs> well, Maybe because he's bought it. Well, we will step back in a few months and see how the launch went and whether you've had to, you know, do any new marketing, etc. Uh, but before we we say goodbye, um, and that is brilliant, Dawn, because you know we wanted to bring a practical session to help people that wanted to be authors, so. Absolutely great. I'm going to read out those. Um, I've got them as the top six tips if you want to become an author. So, one, why are you writing it? Two, who is it for? Three, how much money do you want to make? Think about your return on investment and the economics of it because you're not going to be able to publish it for free. Four, Don't overthink it. Writing is a practical process and needs a heartfelt centre because you need to connect with your reader. Five, relax when you write and write when your energy is right. Don't set yourself a diary and hope that your energy is going to be right. Just write when the mood feels good. And then six, success has nothing to do with how good or bad your book is. It's all about the marketing. So understand if that's not your forte, you will need to spend money to let other people help you. Otherwise, it may cost you the opportunity of sales in your book. How cool is that? Perfect. And then obviously, write the book, guys. Write the book. Just write the book, but yeah, understand why you're doing it and who it's for. Um, Because if you know why you're doing it, it will help you with how you market it. And if you know who it's for, that's going to come into your writing. Dawn, that was brilliant. I love it. We will have to check back in a couple of months and see whether there's any lessons learned from that marketing phase. And the book launches on the 20th of November. You're probably able to get it before that, but the official launch... Of book one, Indomitable Spirit, from the series The Glory of Being Ordinary, is officially launched on the 20th of November.
1: So, with that, Tracy, it's goodbye from me.
0: And it's goodbye from me.
1: If you've enjoyed our conversation today, please subscribe and download the podcast. To share your thoughts on this episode or to suggest future topics, Connect with us on Instagram at Real Women Podcast. And thank you for
0: listening.